in terms of the reaction from everybody, you know, one of my favorite tweets that I saw was this guy who is like, okay, my therapist, so what brings you in today? He slams the picture of Brad and Jen down on the table. This. Hello and welcome to Girls With Goals. I'm Neve Marr. I am delighted to introduce my guest to studio today, our beauty editor and royal correspondent, Rebecca O'Keefe. I've never been called that before. And our head of content, Leslie Ann Horgan. Ladies, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having us on a very big and important week. It is a very big and important week. This is something we haven't discussed on the show. And we do these episodes now and again, kind of getting back to what's really, really important, <clears throat> which is the news. Uh, but this is news that has shook the world. So we're going to... This is not the general election. Don't worry. Like, 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 she started to swear. Where like, am I? <laughs> <laughs> that politics degree is finally going to help me. <laughs> we, we are going to be covering the election. That's next week. But this week, it's Brad and Jen. And it is also the Royals. So a little bit later on, we're going to have Maeve McGrath on the phone. Uh, she has a podcast called Airheads, which is a fantastic name for a show. So we're going to be talking about the Royals later on. But firstly, we have to talk about Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston. Uh, big news last week at the SAG Awards, essentially their reunion. Uh, we covered it on site, of course. Now, the thing is, I feel like we have to just go back a couple of decades before we start talking about what happened in the last few yeah, days. Yeah, there were people kind of tweeting this week, kind of saying, can you explain what Brad and Jen is and who they are? Because there's, there's these 50-year-olds oh that are not relevant to our lives. And we're like, sorry, it's Brad and Jen. Yeah. Like, they're relevant to everybody's lives. Exactly. And this is the thing. So I think we have to cast our eyes back to the late 90s when these couple of kids were introduced by their agents. Uh, Brad Pitt, movie star at the time, Jennifer Aniston, girl next door, beloved Rachel by all. Rachel from Friends. Rachel from Friends. They fell in love, they got married, and it was just an incredible time for humanity. I, I was fully invested. Now, this was before social media, so it was a very different world back then. But can I ask you guys first, were you fans of Brad and Jen back then? I think everybody was fans of Brad and Jen back then. Like, they were literally the American dream, but also, like, the every girl's dream. Yeah. Brad Pitt was the man, the hunk, the, the heartthrob, the leading man in everything. And the idea that you could be slightly goofy, you know, um, obviously she's unattainably pretty, but mm. it was this idea of, you know, a real girl who ended up with the, the Brad Pitt. Yeah. And I think everybody fell for it. Everybody loved it. And you kind of need a power couple, don't you? Yeah. You know? They, Every generation has one. Yeah, and they really were. It's yeah. funny because I think you're dead right when you say that she was almost the... Oh, this is going to sound awful now, but like, like that, she's stunningly, stunningly beautiful. But because she was a, a working actress and yeah. a very successful comedic actress, yeah. I think people found her more accessible than movie yeah. stars. She also doesn't have that praying mantis look of a like <laughs> runway model to her. Like she's not terrifyingly good looking. She's, yes. You know what I mean? No, she had the hair. We all got the, the hair. hair. She yeah. had the smile. Everybody wanted the smile, the tan, the boho beads, whatever it was. It's that kind of California girl approachability. And even actually I was looking back at, you know, photos of them on the red carpet during the week oh, and being like, like, yeah, I kind of put in all the bad ways. Yeah. They were so 90s. They were so, mm. so with her sort of like done at home beach waves and some sort of like macrame made into a dress. Like, what was she thinking? Yeah. But that was like essentially what we were all trying to wear versions of as well. Absolutely. There, were, there wasn't the polished brand gen that we see now. And that's what made them sort of like someday it could be us, I think. There's something about them back then and the pictures of them 
like with their tiny, tiny little sunglasses and Brad with the popped Was collars. Was he having like a Bono phase with all of those sunglasses? I know, well? yeah. And but the, the he, leather jackets. I just many, in time. many colours. Yeah. yeah, and his his clothes never seemed to fit him correctly. But I always remember those pictures because they really did seem to be just madly in love with each other. Yeah. Absolutely madly in love with each other. The way they would always be laughing at each other. We now know, you know, that candid pick that's so hard to get. They just did it, it. naturally. And yeah. um, they seem to really be in love. And then the the moment that I start disliking those pictures is when he had his shaved head. Yeah. Because now I know that we're into Mr. and Mrs. Smith territory. Mm-hmm. And essentially, everything came crashing, crashing crumbling. down, crumbling down. Was it the making of her, though? Of Jennifer Aniston? Yeah, I think it was. Do you think? Yeah, yeah for some reason I do. I don't know. I feel like that woman was tarnished for two decades as being the scorned woman. The poor Jen. Poor Jen. Poor poor Jen. Jen. Yeah. I mean, okay, so if we look at the facts, again, we haven't got to the juicy bit yet (laughs) about what happened at the weekend, Um, but we're just doing the history, the history of. So if we look back, uh, it just became this mad media scrum, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Angelina Jolie. And I've said it before. I actually think I've said it on this on this show before. Uh, you're, you know, the wife of Brad Pitt. He saunters into the kitchen one day. I've got this new movie. Uh, it's with Angelina Jolie. No matter what you say, no. No <laughs> matter to the what. Table. It doesn't matter. It, I, it doesn't matter if she's the, the nicest person in the world or whatever. It's Angelina Jolie. Don't let your husband do a movie with him. I mean, I, I stand... It's Taylor Burton territory, and I think that's what the other part of the fantasy that we all bought in. The only thing more exciting than the perfect marriage and the perfect romance was the perfect breakup for us. Yes. It was like all the drama. There's Angelina. Look at her, like, like you say who could resist, man or woman, yeah. and and poor Jen. And like that was, you know, it's the best bit of entertainment we've had. It's been the best sitcom that's run in the past 20 years. Like. I know, and people have just like eaten it up 100%. Rebecca, were you team Jolie or team Jen? Oh, team Jen. I, I have this thing about Angelina Jolie. What's the thing? I just think, you know those people that you're just like, she looks like she's probably a bitch. Really? Yeah. She just, and it's not the like it wouldn't have been because she was the other woman. Like that's not her fault. No. Yeah. Uh, but she just comes. I think she just. I just don't like her. I think she's a bit. She looks like a bitch. I think they totally got their just desserts though. Together, Brangelina were so incredibly beautiful that they became the most boring people in the dull. world. Dull. Yeah. Dull. Dull. He dull. lost that like sparkle that they Jen brought did. to the they table. Got yeah. Hard looking or something like literally hard like looking. Robotic or something. And you yeah. know, going around the world saving the children and looking really beautiful together. Blah. Maybe it's just that if you're that strong structurally beautiful, you can't be... Exist in the same space. You can't exist in the same space for longer. Like, I actually have to say, you know when Brad Pitt was on that episode of Friends? Yeah. yeah. I loved that so much because... Um, it's a tree. You okay? It's making noise. Yeah. Um, because Phoebe in that episode, just whenever he was in the room, she was just like, well done. And they really yeah. played into the fact that this man... Like, I would say if I saw him in real life, I wouldn't be able to look directly at him. Like, you need to put your sunglasses on. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Do you remember really though? Is. Like, I always find that weird that he went into Friends because when Jennifer Aniston was engaged to Tate Donovan, he was Joshua, yeah. who was in Friends quite a yeah. bit. And I found yeah. it so bizarre that she'd parade the husband in after the former fiancé. I, I found that weirdly uncomfortable. The in-joke was a bit too in-jokey, I It was thought. quite in-jokey. And also, uh, turns out, film actors cannot do sitcom acting no. whatsoever because <laughs> it was a painful, painful episode. Like Ross, foreshadowing yeah. of Robot Brass oh my that God. would come later. Like literally, Ross, well, yeah, and just giving him food in every single movie because... 
yes, he looks fantastic, but a lot of the times he's not that great an actor. <laughs> Sorry. Well done on the SAG Award. I'm sure he's Brad Pitt. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Brad Pitt is that great. No, he's not. He, no, as an actor, I've never really been taken by him. And if you see him really? in any of the Ocean movies, he is nonstop eating. He just eats. He's always through, eating yeah. like a burger or something like that yeah. because like one, it gets his chin going, which like looks fantastic because of his jawline. And two, because I feel like honestly, he's just not that great. I think my Brad Pitt moment was a river runs through it. Do you remember river runs through it? Like fly fishing with Robert Redford as his dad, like Robert Redford. Oh, Robert There's Redford, yeah. There's a good looking man. And, but anyway, like Brad Pitt basically says nothing for the entire movie, no. you know, just do a bit of smolder, a bit of angst, a bit more smolder. It's all, it's his whole range yeah. is just he like. He was great in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood though, did, did you? Yeah, like I actually liked it, right, to be fair. Now, see, I haven't seen that yet. And I think as he gets older, he has 100% honed his craft. But I think it's in the like early days of less, Brad. He gives less of a shit that he's, he's not trying to be the kind of, yeah. overly heartthrobby character anymore. No, this was the thing though for me this was the bigger thing right mm. so the SAG Awards so Brad Pitt went up and said he was accepting this award for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and that the role hadn't been too much of a reach for him because all he had to do is take off his shirt get high and hate his wife and I was like Burn Angelina, like they are having the world's most contentious divorce. And then he went backstage to gaze at Jen and like, A, he's campaigning for an Oscar like you wouldn't believe. Mm, yeah. And be like, oh my God, Angelina, I, I reckon she's not thinking about Jen. She's thinking about like, that was the most hurtful thing that was you really, could say. Yeah. But like, let's be honest, if you look back at Brad's actions, like him and Angelina Jolie, once the divorce came through with Jennifer Aniston, those heartbreaking beach pics, like right before they separated, I was like, oh my God, that's like a separation beach walk and my heart couldn't actually hope, cope with it. Um, but I thought what was so interesting was that, you know, then they came out and they got their timelines wrong, basically. They both essentially said, we fell in love on the set of this movie. And Jennifer Aniston, to be fair, has not spoken about no, it in been two really decades. Gracious. She's a classy she, broad. She literally hasn't yeah. spoken about it. But what she did say was that, you know, one second I was talking about having a family later down the line and the next minute, you know, my, my ex-husband and his now wife were talking about how they fell in love on a set. And I was like, interesting. You know, cause I was yeah, because I was cooking pasta I think a lot of people forget that they actually had quite a good split up, you know. Yeah. Like the end of their marriage, they issued a statement, yeah. they're going to be friends. And like, unfortunately, Jennifer Aniston was the one who wasn't in the picture, That knowing that actually he'd already fallen for somebody else. But mm. as far as she was concerned at the time, their marriage had ended yeah. um, amicably. And then Angelina being in the wings. And then I think like one of the few things she said since was that she found that was inappropriate to talk about yeah. that because actually she'd come out and said she didn't know about it at the time. And I think the reason that maybe they can even be a little bit friends would be because you know, they finished their marriage amicably. And then to find out that actually it wasn't the story yeah. and to have that, that photo shoot that they did. Mm. Do you remember the W Magazine photo shoot? Oh, and they're oh, all, yeah. my God. That so, came out like right around the time mm. that the public knew about the... I mean, everybody knew, everybody but, but knew, essentially yeah. they were just acting partners rather than a couple who yeah. did this weird photo shoot of their life with all their mini Brad Pitt kids, these yeah. little blonde army of kids. Yeah. And it was a really weird shoot because it was so like... Um, a romanticised, tempestuous relationship, but it didn't look like a happy relationship either. Yeah. This wasn't a couple in love. This was a lot of her looking sexy and pouting while looking like you just slapped her upside the yeah. face, to be honest with you. It was the whole like saga since the breakup of Brad and Jen initially was something that fascinated me because Jennifer Aniston, she, I mean, constantly was kind of painted in this light, even though she never spoke about it. And also the fact that she chose not to have kids was something that always kind of followed her around. And imagine... I think actually, if you look back though, she said so many times, so the implication at the time when they, their like, relationship 
relationship ended was that he was time for kids and she was focused on her career. Yeah. And then it seems to have been actually that she really wanted to have a baby and he wasn't that interested. And then suddenly he has a several kids. Yeah. An army, a Von Trapp family with somebody mm-hmm. else. But yeah. she said so many times over the years that actually she would have loved to be a mother and I, it just didn't happen for her, which mm. I think is sad because there was so much like concentration on, oh, this woman who's put in her career before children and she's let him down or she's, you know, this focus that she'd done something wrong. It's like, well, actually, he's just left her for somebody else. This is the thing. And like, you know, because she's so gracious and because she's such an incredible woman, she hasn't spoken about her personal life that much. So we don't know the ins and outs of it. But I mean, through little things over the years, you can see that she, you know, she has spoken about how things haven't worked out for her in different circumstances. And, you know, I suppose when we saw them together, at the SAG Awards, like I remember waking up the next morning, I sent it into our WhatsApp group straight away because I was just like, holy. (laughs) Nobody panic. It's like, it's it's happening. Call the police. Yeah, and it was just, I mean, of course, then the tweets and the memes and everything. So basically- The memes are my favorite part. In case you haven't seen it, in case you've been living under a rock, I would say they bumped into each other. Backstage. They, They probably spoke to each other for about like three minutes maybe. But of course, everybody took pictures. Uh, It looked like Brad was kind of pulling her back a little bit. There was people who zoomed in that like her finger was slightly under his lapel. (laughs) It was madness. And then obviously they both won that night. So, you know, they they zoomed in on Jen when Brad was giving his speech and she was looking at him. Like everybody looks at the person who's on stage. But to be fair, there was years when they were never in the same red carpet. And well, obviously the Angelina years too. But, you know, there was always that sort of choosing not to be in the same mm, space. Definitely. So to see where they are now is huge. But yeah. I just felt like he milked it and I didn't appreciate it. The sort of, oh, nobody, you know, I, a professional actor, don't know that somebody is filming me backstage while I gaze Horse at my shit. ex-wife on Sorry, the standing, Absolutely the standing like, watching so her when she was getting the award, yeah, like, like there was like a bank of photographers and people filming here and then he was just standing out saying, on oh, wow, own. on his own. I was mortified oh. for him. Like I was like, he was pathetic, pathetic, isn't it? Yeah, it felt very contrived for him to be doing that. But what I think is just so interesting is like the the think pieces that have been written about it since, the fact that people are completely on the fence. Some people are like, this is what we've been waiting for. A lot of people like me would be very much of the don't ever even give him the time of day. I would be like that. Because you understand the heartbreak that she probably went through. If you've been through a heartbreak, you kind of, you get it. But at the same time, I would also, there was a little part of my cynicism, elder millennial, that was like, Yes, Please. like 100%. I wonder though, like, so I read this interview a few years ago, like a good few years ago now in GQ with Justin Timberlake and they were asking him about Britney Spears and, the, you know, being the love of his life, this, that and the other. And at the time he was like, why do people keep asking me about this relationship from years ago? He's mm. like, I was in a much more important relationship be- since then. So at the time he'd been with Jessica Biel and they'd broken up. Yeah. And he was like, she was the love of my life and nobody ever asked me about her. And obviously they went on to get married and, yeah. you know, that was genuinely is the love story. And I just kind of wonder, like, what if Justin Theroux was the love of Those Jen's, Jen's life? life? What, if he's a, what if John Mayer broke her heart? Like, not Brad Pitt. I know. And the thing, is Remember the John Mayer John phase? Mayer phase. I, I get I get lost in the John Mayer phase because there's so <laughs> many of them. John Mayer has them. so many phases. He really yeah. has. There's so many songs and stuff like that about him that I it confuses me. But yes, I mean, that's the thing. Like, we'll never know. I suppose it was just because we were so fascinated yeah. by this one relationship that when we see them come together, which essentially probably was like amicably bumping into your ex when, you all, got ba- when you all go back home yeah. for Christmas and you say hello and then you go on your way. Um, I suppose... 
in terms of the reaction from everybody, you know, one of my favorite tweets that I saw was this guy who is like, okay, my therapist, so what brings you in today? He slams the picture of Brad and Jen down on the table. This. Like, it, it, it's really made yeah. a massive impact on people because I think people... I think they relate to certain things. They relate to the way Jennifer Aniston was treated. They relate to the other woman's storyline. They relate to the cheating man. That, of course, is all speculative. Like, nobody really knows. But I feel like so many people just insert themselves into the emotions of this drama. Yeah. That's Did you the thing. see that meme? And it was like the um, the ad for the new Maleficent movie looks class. And it's Angelina Jolie in the background in the Maleficent costume of this photo, like hidden in the... It's so funny. <laughs> no. It's really funny. I mean, what do you guys think Angelina is thinking? Because no matter what, you can't escape this media story. Like, it's literally, it's yeah. been everywhere. So she's definitely seen it. She's definitely probably seen the pictures or whatever. What do you think that she is feeling? See, she's from that life and she's from the Hollywood kind of thing. So she probably realises that it's the media playing on one single snapshot of these two people. Yeah. Do you think she's even bothered or do you think she's just like, that's my toxic ex-husband yeah, well, who I'm trying to keep away from my kids? I think over the years, every time like Jen was asked about Brad and Angelina, like she always kind of went back to the person she knows. So she would speak about him, you know what I mean? And she would yeah. always say like, whatever, like kind of sidestep the questions mm. about Angelina and say, oh, but I'll still always have love for him. He's a good person. He's, you know, she said once upon a time, like he was missing a sensitivity chip. And, and I think yeah. that was like probably the, the biggest slight she's ever given him. So I reckon Angelina's probably the same. She's looking at him. She doesn't necessarily, I'd say her and Jen have like a lot of respect for each other. A lot they, yeah. they will, a lot yeah. of common, all right. But like they must, they've, both lived through the most intense media scrutiny mm. imaginable. Yeah. Um, like, have ever, well, two other women, like I say, it's kind of Taylor Burton, like, they're the only other two women who've kind of captured, well, um, and Debbie Reynolds captured the imagination the way they have. Yeah. And I'd say there's just, like, grudging respect for each other. Yeah. I mean, you'd, you'd kind of like to think that as well, and Brad Pitt is the one who kind of just looks like the absolute, like, kind of sad John man Tucker must die. standing at the, at the screen looking at what he what he gave up, what he went, like, years of his life trying not to be in the room with this woman, mm. and now he's staring adoringly at her. Like, it was just so off-brand. Yeah, your kids yeah. are watching, Like, Brad, it was please. so yeah. off-brand yeah. for everyone involved. How would you guys feel then? I ha we have to move on to the royals. I think we could talk about this all day. <laughs> Dedicated how, how would you guys feel if they came together as a couple again? Oh, I'd be a bit disappointed in Jen. Would you? I feel like she's so much better than that. Mm. She has a reward. She's like, I mean, just... She also has, like, I love Jennifer Aniston's life because whenever I see her do interviews um, with, like, her mates, she's got, like, a really amazing Solid group yeah. of See, friends. this is what the big thing is for me, like... Brad I'd love that, for everybody seems. to be happy, but like I just love to see a woman be like independent and be I'm happy not, on her yeah. own. Yeah, I'm not going like, to get back with her. We them. don't need the the new fairy tale is that she doesn't need anybody. Exactly. She's a great life. And like I've seen some of her mates like on interviews and stuff, and obviously they're all celebrities, but they talk about the dinner parties yeah. that she yeah. throws. They talk about her amazing Although cheese didn't boards. she invite him to her, to her, her, new, her birthday. New Year's one or something? Was it her oh, yeah. 50th or 49th? But he's been sniffing around because maybe he doesn't have that nice support network of having a life that's kind of like happy and fulfilled. Yeah. And, and everybody said it who calls you when they're like at a loss like yeah. the shiny new thing is gone and I really loved you all the time yeah away. Like, like literally Brad Pitt is texting Jen being like you up question mark <laughs> yeah exactly like unfortunately oh, imagine like just sending her selfies of his SAG award you up oh no stop. yeah she said drinking Beyonce's champagne at the Golden Globes yeah. and being yeah. just like Bye. amazing <laughs> sorry if I'm not okay well we're gonna move on to the royals um, and this is gonna be brief because I feel like we talked about Brad and Jen for a very long time but it was needed 
We haven't spoken yeah. about them in yes. 15 years. No, we have constantly. <laughs> yeah, constantly. Um, so I said earlier we have Maeve McGrath on now. I caught up with her earlier on the phone to talk about it. She knows everything about the royal family. She has a podcast dedicated to it. So take a listen. Joined now on the line by journalist and host of the Airheads podcast, possibly aside from this show, of course, the best named podcast in the world, Maeve McGrath. Maeve, thank you so much for taking the call. Thank you so much for inviting me on. So excited. So we're talking about the Royals and obviously every single person in the world is talking about the Royals. Firstly, your show is called Airheads. Why did you start the podcast in the first place? Are you a 100% Royalist? Oh my God, absolutely not. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> I wouldn't want anyone to think that of me. I started the podcast when I moved to London um, with my boyfriend who's from the UK. And when we were in Ireland, we were really interested in the royals. And I think Irish people have a much more kind of, we can see the silly side in the royal family. <laughs> Whereas over here in the UK, people take them very seriously. And they, you either have this really staunch anti-monarchist attitude, which is what I found a lot among a lot of the young people. But then in kind of an older generation, they're very deferent to the royals. And I find that really dry and kind of, you know, I think what we like about the royals is all the kind of glamour and the scandals and the gossip and the gowns and all that kind of stuff. 100%. And then, yeah, I, th I think one of the interesting things about this whole story as well is from an Irish point of view, when we've been talking about it, just how serious this news is, when realistically these are, you know, in my opinion, a young couple who are kind of like, you know, we're not really into this lifestyle and we want to do something different. But of course, the entire world just imploded when this news came out. When the news of Harry and Meghan came out, what was your initial reaction to it? Oh, I was shocked. <laughs> I was really shocked. I wasn't surprised, though. I feel like anybody that follows you know, Harry and Meghan in any way can kind of tell that there, there was something was going to happen, something was going to have to change. And, you know, from that documentary they did with ITV, where they talked about how they were looking to thrive, not just survive and all that kind of stuff, you knew that there was something going to, to come. But when it came like this, it, w it was really like a shock. <laughs> and do you feel like from your own personal opinion, as someone who kind of talks about the royal family a lot and, and all this kind of stuff, do you bias as in like are you do you feel like it's the right move for them or do you think that it's a little bit dramatic I feel like it's slightly dramatic <laughs> certainly the way it's rolled out has been very dramatic definitely but definitely. I think I think what we've heard is that they they felt like they were under pressure to do it after the their plans had leaked to a tabloid newspaper and you know they wanted to do it on their own terms without having further leaks and stuff like that so in a way you can kind of understand not wanting to have to rely on on other people to get things in motion. And as you know, the royal family move at like a snail's pace. They're not really people who are about doing things quickly. Yeah. So I think in that sense, dropping it so suddenly, it does make it seem like this huge bombshell and really dramatic. But at the same time, it was going to happen eventually. And it's kind of more exciting this way for all of us. I mean, definitely. It, it definitely is exciting. And it's one of those things, I mean, people talk about, I mean, this is going to be in the history books as this as this massive thing that happened. I think the royal family, the queen, and with her statements that she released and stuff, you could tell by the first statement that it was very much 
shock within the royal family too. Um, but now they've kind of regrouped, I think, and they've, they've you know, accepted it and all that. The thing that I find so interesting about this story and the royal family in general is that so much of it is speculation on our part because we actually have no idea what is happening amongst them. Like, I always thought about it as in, I would imagine that William called Harry the next day and was like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, I mean, they're brothers at the end of the day. And, you know, Kate and, and Meghan are sister-in-laws. And do you feel like sometimes we obviously will never know about the, the like, real-life family dynamic of it, but would you say that they're, like, fighting or do you think they had a bit of crack with it or like how do you feel like their family <laughs> whatsapp group was the next day <laughs> kind of stuck between i guess people are really divided in who they who they're fans of and people who would be more fans of harry and megan would have a view of of how it went down and then people who are more fans of like kate for instance would be thinking oh everybody was furious nobody's talking to each other yeah. they're all having these very icy conference calls <laughs> But yeah, you have, you have to imagine that they they if you're so used to communicating with members of your family through AIDS and everything, they don't have the same kind of WhatsApp groups or whatever that we do. So it probably is all quite frosty. Yeah, I suppose so. And that's the thing. Like, it's just my dream that they have a family WhatsApp group. Um, and then, like, now and again, the Queen will just roll in with, like, a, a cry face emoji and then she won't speak for another few days. But I don't know if that actually happens, of course. Um, I suppose now, finally, because I'll let you go soon, but, I mean, looking to the future, you know, there's talks of a Netflix show. I mean, I'm imagining... I'm trying to imagine what the future for Harry and Meghan is going to be like now in Canada with their independence, which is what they want. But, I mean, do you think that they're going to go back to being regular Joe Soap celebrities going on the Ellen show, maybe the front cover of Harper's Bazaar. Like, what do you think the future is going to be for the royal family now? Or, no, rather, for Harry and Kate. For Harry and Kate, you hear me? For Harry and Meghan in particular. Well, I, I mean, I think the next year is going to be really interesting. I wouldn't be surprised if Meghan had had, a, you know, a reporter from Vanity Fair or Vogue magazine hanging around the past few weeks. And, you know, we might see a big cover story coming out with their oh, side. I would or love alternatively, that. we could... Exactly. Or we know they're good friends with Gail King, the American TV host, Oprah's best friend. So she might get a, a sit down, tell all interview. I think it's likely they'll probably start a production company like the Obamas and make documentaries and things about the, the charity work they do to promote kind of women's issues and, you know, climate change and things like that. Yeah. But I, I'd also love to see them, you know, presenting at the Oscars and doing some more of that kind of stuff that Megan would have loved to do when she was, you know, a C-list actress yeah. in, 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 in suits years ago. I want to see her start back up her Instagram. Like, I would love to see, like, hashtag boy done good for Harry, like, bringing her breakfast on a Sunday morning, <laughs> you know? I mean, the other I'm funny sure thing is, is that to. they really want that, like, they've said that they want financial independence. I saw a funny meme there rolling around about, like, I wonder who's going to tell them that being financially independent isn't that great. Um, but obviously their lives are never going to be normal again. Um, but I suppose we'll just have to we'll just have to wait and see. Do you see them finally lasting? The Do you think their love is pure? <laughs> oh, God, I hope so. Oh, yeah. It seems like it seems like it must be to make such a, a big a big change. Absolutely. Maeve McGrath, the host of Airheads podcast. People can go and check out that podcast on all the usual uh, apps. Is that right? Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Airheads.
Heads spelled H-E-I or Heads, just in case I wasn't clear with that. Uh, I love that. Is the podcast that Maeve McGrath hosts alongside her boyfriend. Uh, it's brilliant. You should go check it out. Um, I suppose now we're going to get into the Royals here. We need to just give a little bit of um, background information. We were talking about it there. So Prince Harry and Meghan have officially left their roles as official members of the royal family. They're seeking financial independence. Um, we were talking there, I was talking to Maeve about the kind of different attitudes that are going on towards this. Again, like we were talking about with Brad and Jen, massive global mm. headlines. So it does seem to be very filtered half and half between people thinking it's quite hilarious and not really caring that much about these people and then people being proper offended and thinking that they've gone too far. So like I suppose Royal Correspondent Rebecca O'Keefe, if you could just <laughs> bring us through your initial reactions to when this story broke, that they were stepping away from their official duties. Um, Shock. What was my initial was reaction? It? Not surprised, I think. Were you we'd not been, surprised? No, I think we've been kind of talking about it for a while. Something was going to happen mm. because it just wasn't going well. Like it, she was, I don't think Megan is, Megan was not straight up not having a good time. Okay. Um, so when the... But is this like straight up not having a good time or looking for something more? I think that she was kind of, listen, I do believe that they love each other. Don't get me wrong before the cynicism comes out. <laughs> I think she was kind of blindsided by the glitz and the glamour and the princess concept. Mm. And now that she was, like, she married in, had her baby and realised that she kind of didn't have... A job? Life or? control. Okay. She was very much kind of a, like, property of the establishment that is the British royal family. And I don't think she liked that. I think she's a classic case of wanted to have her cake and eat it too. Mm. Yeah. She wanted the title. She wanted the power of... And listen, with a title like that, you can do a lot of good. And I think she liked the idea of that. But I also think she wanted to be very much independent in her own person. I definitely person. think she saw herself as some sort of modern Grace Kelly. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, look at what happened to Grace Kelly. <laughs> yeah. It didn't work out well. It's no. not the role of a lifetime. It, it's like literally probably the ball and chain of a yeah. lifetime. Yeah. I think what's really interesting about this is I, com I completely agree with you. Mm. I think that all of those things happened. I think that, you know, I remember on the day that they got married, like literally talking to my friends and just being like, this woman is signing her life away. Yeah. And I don't think that she has any idea. How because when well, we were growing up, my mum would always say to myself and my sister, like, I wouldn't let those princes have you. My and we think it was hilarious, like, yeah. as if mum would ever, but she's so right. Like, it's not yeah. a good quality of life for anybody. But so the thing is, is that just say, for example, that's the situation. And again, like we were mentioning with, with Brad and Jen earlier, <laughs> huge, huge probability that we will never know the full story of anything because obviously these stories are trickled out. There's official I don't know. I think Megan's going to make sure we know what's oh, happening. That, girl, that girl's writing a book, I mean, for sure. Actually, Maeve, Maeve said she did mention she wouldn't be surprised if like a Vanity Fair or Harper's Bazaar have been oh, yeah. following her for the last few weeks kind of documenting this. So that's great. But again, everything, but everything trash, will but anyway. be filtered. Everything will be yeah, filtered absolutely. to her story. Yeah, yeah. So we don't know the, 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 the full actual truth of it, ins yeah. and outs. But just say all of that that you said there is true. Just say, you know, she bought into this idea. She was madly in love because I will say again, I have always believed that they really do love each other. I think that you can tell um, just by the way that they are. But Harry was brought up in that life. And it's all that Harry has ever known. Yeah. And I suppose, you know, in terms of being the devil's advocate of whether or not this was the right thing to do or not, you know, is he really making, like, basically, is he going to regret this decision? I think he will. Because, just because, you know, obviously, 
this is, I don't think that this would ever have been something that Harry may have wanted, wanted. for himself if he hadn't have fallen in love with this beautiful American actress. Because we can't forget what her profession is. Well, I think if you look at, like, say, Harry's past relationships, like Chelsea Davy, I just always wanted Harry to marry Chelsea. So did I. She I seemed really like so them. much fun. Yeah. Or Cresta Bonas. Like, they were, like, part of the set. They were part yes. of the life. And they would have fit in with that life for him. Mm. Okay, you know. He fell in love with the woman to be his wife eventually, mm. but I don't know. I think he could have had it and he chose something different. Yeah. I, I mean, like, clearly he has. And I think that, like, obviously when you have, you know, a family, because he's got a, a baby now to think about as well, and if your wife is deeply unhappy in the in the current circumstances, of course you do things as a unit. But I suppose, what would you say to the, the massive reaction from the royalists, I suppose? So, like, the Piers Morgans of the world who are saying that this is downright disrespectful and how dare she come in and kind of shake up this, you know, this establishment yeah. that's been 1500 around. 1,500 years later. Uh, but, yeah. But this is it. I mean, what do you guys think to that? Do you think that it's it's well, well about time that something like this happens with the royal family? Yeah, I mean, Charles, Prince Charles has always talked about wanting to kind of slim down the royal family mm. when he becomes king and... Cut the fat. Trim the fat, if mm. you will. So, and he was kind of, his plan was always for the, like the main royals to be... Harry and William and their kids and keep it to that kind of immediate line. Yeah. So I think it might benefit the royal family in the long term. Really? Yeah. I think the massive reaction, though, is justified because I guess, like, unlike celebrities, unlike Brad and Jan, you know, people have literally in the UK paid into this. So right. there, there's public yeah. money involved. There's an institution, you know, that they governed us once upon a time. So people have like a, a historic attachment and an institutional attachment, but as well, it was just the handling of it was oh, so it was bad. Tacky. It was done so bad. For something that clearly had so much thought into it, look, there were lawyers going through every word of that website. You read the website like pretty much immediately. I, I didn't read it straight yeah, away. Yeah, I was really fascinated by how lawyered the, the website sounded, like um, media policies um, and, you know, really setting out the couples, how they would deal with everything going mm. forward. Like that wasn't a few weeks work. That was a yeah. year's work, definitely. Planned. And I just thought there was a hostility to it all. There was a professionalism to it all, certainly, that just really spoke of having put a huge amount of thought. And then it's like, oh, well, we put a huge amount of thought we in this. We didn't run it by the Queen. didn't tell the Queen. <laughs> and now, B, it hasn't worked out to what they've said. Yeah. So obviously, yeah. today, you know, with the statement yesterday and the Queen saying that, you know, she obviously values the relationship with her grandson, but that, you know, they won't be even junior royals. You know what mm. I mean? They're gone now that they, you know, Harry won't hold on to his ties with the military, um, that obviously so no public funding, that, you know, that the name massive. Sussex Royal is hardly going to work out for them now since they can't be royals. And it was just an, a really, like, you just think institutions like this don't let this happen. Yeah, I think you've touched on something, like, really crucial in this whole thing, and that's the hostility word. So, like, if this had been done slightly different, as in if they had all planned it together or something. But this is and essentially like, this a coup. Is, but it's a yeah. family and a family business. Like, why would this need to go public? Why can't you settle it all internally? Slowly yeah. just dip back. I know. And let me, if you look at royals around the world, like other royal families, this is already happening. Yeah. It's not a massive deal yeah. to be walking through the streets of Luxembourg and see a prince or a princess, like, chilling out in the local bakery. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. other royals around the world have <laughs> One this. One month's cappuccino. Exactly. I mean, like, Iced that's it. <laughs> It's it's particular because it's the British the royal yeah. family and yeah. they're just steeped in this very they're like, also like there's such a big tourism draw for yeah. the UK. Like the the value of their contribution mm, to the yeah. UK economy can't be underestimated. I love that fact because people are always like there's such a drain on like 
taxpayers' money. I'm like, Princess Charlotte in 2017 was worth £1.5 billion to the British economy. Wow. Just one of them. Mm. So, like, actually, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, the crown obviously only just oh, heightens yeah. that. And then, so they got Meghan and they got the buy-in from the States. This was potentially, like, the biggest merger of mm. all times. And it's just tanked. And I don't Jeez. know how it could be let get to this point. I know. I just, do you know what? I always feel like in relationships, because we have to remember that, you know, they're husband and wife, so this is a relationship with the most ridiculous amount of extra pressure that you can ever put on any kind of relationship. Um, what I think is that if, if a relationship goes through something like this, which could be perceived maybe as like a big life change, <laughs> like what if down the line there comes the animosity? And I feel it's things like Harry having to give up. Resentment. The, yeah, yeah, like I the so. the military attachments. Um, even even like access, really not access, but like the relationship with his brother his and birthright. his sister-in-law. His birthright. I mean, things like this. Do you... Do you see that becoming an issue down the line? Or? I think the next few months are going to be so crucial for them because they obviously have plans. Well, I don't know if there are any more thought out, but they, they seem to have a plan for what they want to become. They want to earn independent money and all that. And like, if Harry doesn't find happiness there and fast, mm. I think they're in trouble um, yeah. because, yeah, as you say, he's had to sacrifice a lot. And, you know, we've all done it in a fight. I gave up this for you. I chose this for you. Um, oh, it but, comes back. Like, I mean, sorry, if I got into a fight with Harry the next day, I would be fully <laughs> expecting Harry to go, I just gave up my my birthright for you. I'm no longer prince. Yeah, why don't you why don't you just make the coffee? Like, I mean, I, I could see that happening. Empty the dishwasher. Instantly, like, oh yeah, I gave up my titles. Like, I mean, but as well, like, one of the things I think is really interesting in all this, and we wrote about this inside as well, is the fact that, like, so as we can see today, the, the you know, the couple, I don't even know what you call them now, the Duke and Duchess anymore, I, they are. It comes afterwards. So it's like so. Meghan... Duchess of, of Sussex, Sussex, Harry. Which they're going to be changing. Sussex, because yeah. that's it's usually, the divorce title. It's so usually me, um, if you're divorced. Fergie, long-winded, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fergie and Diana had that same like style. It was Diana, yeah. Princess of Wales. Yeah, yeah, so they're going to have to change it because people are up in arms over it. So. Anyway, yeah. so today they've said that they're issuing um, legal proceedings against um, newspaper photos that were published, um, photos that were taken in Canada yesterday. I saw them online yesterday. They were, they were on you know prominent mm. news sites. It wasn't like they were hidden away. Um, so it's Megan like walking. I thought it was the most posed photo of all time. Sorry, that Apparently was my first. She's literally grinning for the camera. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't see it now. So she's walking through a park in Vancouver Island in her hiking boots and her cute little knit hat with her, her loose like plaid and two dogs and the baby in a sling. The baby looks like it's going to fall out yeah. as well. But it, it seemed very posed to me. It oh. seemed very papped. And now, so they're issuing legal, legal proceedings against these photos. And I'm like, here's the reality. Like, the paparazzi exists elsewhere. The privacy that they want, like, they they might not be royals anymore, but they're still huge celebrities. And I think a lot of what they think they're going to get mm. won't exist. That yeah. private dream that they have. No, I love how you Absolutely. rolled your eyes, just for anybody who's listening. You <laughs> rolled your eyes at loose plat. <laughs> it was. It was so nonchalant. Yeah. I think oh, she's I just, a I just, I just really don't. I just <laughs> threw this plat together. Well, I've often walked through the park smiling into the distance with a nonchalant plat. Yeah, and, you know, absolutely. Do you know full know face of makeup <laughs> on. Like, Do you know how long please. it takes to get a nonchalant plat right, by yeah. the way? Like a really long time. I suppose that's the other thing, um, and we'll wrap up shortly. But again, we could talk about this all day. I suppose the future of what their lives are going to be now. And, you know, there are things that kind of, I wonder, 
what Kate is kind of feeling in this whole scenario as well. <laughs> Told like, you so. Well, well I mean, kind <laughs> of. Fully. Right? I yeah. think for Kate, right, isn't it interesting that the way a lot of, I think, what's been said for um, Meghan and Harry has been, it's for Archie, it's for our son, it's for Archie. And there's Kate raising three children in the it's public a bit of a, eye. Like, and she's taken, to them, like, she's taken yeah. such good steps, though. You know, she takes the photos yeah. of them for release. She dresses them like a oh. weird 1950s throwback, but, like, they don't trend. They're not, like, Yeah, just put mini, George in a pair of long pants. He, he wore trousers a couple of weeks ago. I think he needs to stop wearing shocking. shorts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Though she she has subtly within the realms of the institution Normal, taken steps yeah. to keep that as protected as she can. And I'd be thinking like I'm doing it with three of them, including a future king. Why yeah. can't you just shut up? Yeah. And also Megan, like let's not forget that like Kate went through her own issues when mm. she was like, you know, what do they they used to call her like Waity Katie? Katie yeah. When she was like hanging around waiting for William to like finish sowing his seeds and come back, and you know there were awful rumors that like her mother had, you know, none of this is true. Her mother had like put her in put different her in schools different to make schools. sure that yeah. she was always in that royal setup. I like, loved that when they got engaged and William came out and said, you know, weighty Katie isn't true. I've been the one who's waiting. I've been saying, yeah. I don't want this life for you. And are you sure you're going to be ready for it? Yeah. And like that was probably the most honest thing I think any of them mm. have ever said. Yeah. And and now Harry and Meghan can't hack it. But this is kind of, it, it, this is kind of the thing that I find interesting. Like I'd say it is kind of like two fingers up to that life that William and Kate are. Now, obviously William is closer to the crown, essentially, than, than Harry was. But I'd say for Kate, you know, Meghan is not only saying that this lifestyle isn't for me, she's being hostile about it, you know? Like, they're saying that this is, that they have been treated, basically, they're saying that they've been dragged out for public execution, yeah. essentially. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? They're being she said very dramatic about, not about being, it. She was living but not thriving, yeah. she said in her African Jeez. interviews. Um, our colleague Trina <clears throat> Jensen wrote a great piece about that on site, but there's living not thriving, and I'm like, Do you know what? I think Kate might be thriving. But in this the past is couple Years, she really looks like she's found her stride, and maybe that is because Megan's there taking some of the attention. Yeah. But I think you know, when you see Kate's nonchalant plat photos, I buy them. You know, yeah. it's the country girl that she is and enjoying all the things that the royals love, like horses and whatever else. Yeah. Do you think Megan's going to get back on Instagram? Do you think we're going to see yeah, pictures think, of Harry yeah. on yes. a Sunday morning? Do you think that this is going to be the celebrity that we have? Because obviously their Instagram now, they're jointly, all the captions are obviously very curated and yeah. everything is, I think you know, they're going to be like the Obamas on Instagram. So it won't be Sunday morning photos, but it'll be a very carefully curated mm. picture of family life. And I'm sure we so will Maeve have... what Maeve said as well. Maeve, really? Maeve said exactly. Maeve said <laughs> yeah. that they think, she thinks that they're going to start a production company yeah. In the style of the Obamas, we will have Megan's favorite books and Megan's Spotify playlist by the end of this yeah. year. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I was Looking forward to it. I was just it. like, okay, it is Megan's nonchalant plat tips. Yeah, but it, for some how to curate the perfect nonchalant plat. <laughs> I do. I do. Me. I do remember that. Do you remember when she guest edited Vogue? <laughs> yeah. I just remember being like, wow, that was a a weird step, and I was just like, oh, she's not ready to give up that celebrity life. No, she never was, life. Yeah. But so, like, Ma Michelle Obama has her, like, um, guided journal out. I'm not sure how I feel about that, but, you know, I can see Megan going down that, you know, sort of route of being... Life, Oprah slash Earth Mama to yeah. the rest of us. I'm yeah. just not sure I want it in my life. I know. I, I don't just... think they're going to be together in two years' time. Stop. Oh, big prediction. Big we have a prediction jar that we use for the I've Got a Text Love Island podcast. You can download on all the apps. But we might <laughs> we might put some uh, we might put a <laughs> few of our Megan and Harry predictions. Prediction. Yeah. You don't Do think they're going to last? No. That'd be wrong. I think now. they're going to be our Brad and Jen. 
you know, like 10 years down the road, there's so many parallels between these two stories. And like the fact that there's a hero, there's a victim, there's a, you know what I mean? It's poor Jen and poor Harry. Yeah. And I think that we are still going to be as intensely interested in them in 10 years when they yeah. touch hands. Which is exactly what they function. don't want, yeah. allegedly. Yeah. But I don't buy that for a second. I think they... <laughs> The one positive, well, not the one positive, the one thing that I did note from their kind of official website and stuff is that they're not going to be, obviously, they won't be using any of their world correspondents in order to filter news out to the media and to the masses in the world. Mm. They're going to be using select few young journalists and all that kind of stuff. So what do we need to do to get them on the couch? couch? Or basically just get us to Canada. Possibly not listen listen to this conversation. Possibly, (laughs) possibly not. Never mind. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, Okay, well, thank you so much for your input. Thank you. I think that it's one of those things, it's good to take a moment and just talk about what we're actually talking about. Talk about what we're actually talking about, yes. Yeah. Um, Leslie Ann Horgan and Rebecca O'Keefe, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Thank you.